This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner is Charlie Daggs, okay? He was a middle manager at a manufacturing company. He wants to break free, and he won the $100 I give out every Monday. For your chance to win, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes right now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Folks, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a business. NathanLacka.com forward slash send later is the name of the business. And I didn't want to give up equity to a developer because I'm a business guy. So what I did is I used a website to find a guy named He Shiming. I paid He over $12,000 to help me build send later. And the site that I am using now is called Topital at NathanLacka.com forward slash T-O-P. T-A-L. I will build Send Later into a big business and I will take it public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more later on in the episode. Top Tribe, this is episode 421. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to learn from PJ. He did $2.6 million in 2015 free cash flow on a luxury car business. Top Tribe, good morning. Our guest this morning is Levi Morehouse and he launched his first business when he was at the ripe age of 20. And, and since then, he's pursued his passion for entrepreneurship uh, ongoing. He earned his CPA shortly after and founded Cedarus in 2008 to empower small business entrepreneurs in select industries with automated accounting and insightful reporting. The business provides customers a solution, not another tool. Levi, are you ready to take us to the top? I sure am. All right. So first things first, tell us what Cedarus does and how you generate revenue. Sure. So we provide a solution to small business entrepreneurs, which actually automates their accounting and bookkeeping process. And along with that provides usable, relevant financial dashboards and information for the business to to use to actually take action within their business. They can understand what the numbers are telling them and kind of use that to guide their gut uh, for these small business entrepreneurs. And how do you generate revenue? We generate revenue, it's a monthly recurring revenue model. So they pay a fee for the service that's all encompassing. There's no billing or hours or nickel and diming that goes with it. They know what it is and that, and they get their complete bookkeeping and accounting handled for that amount. And give us a sense kind of of scale and size before we go back to kind of the first year in business. In 2015, what was total revenue? Uh, 2.2 million. Okay, and is this, do you consider this kind of a SaaS business? Is it monthly recurring? Absolutely. Okay, got it. So take us back to when you started this. What year was it and why'd you do it? Sure. So I actually started in 2008. I had been entrepreneurial from an early age. Not I, a good year to start a business, right? No, most people, probably the worst. And most my people would say. Were, were all construction <laughs> contractors who were going out of business. So it was uh, a very tough time to start a business. But, but needless, uh, we got started then and, and, and pushed on. Um, but the, the need that I had seen was as working in small business and then also working at a CPA firm and a little large, with larger organizations that small businesses were lacking useful financial information that was up to date, accurate and at their fingertips. 
And at the same time, if they were to get that, there was a lot of tools that could help them do that, but it would require their time or them managing someone's time in order to have accurate books and records and ultimately usable financial data to help make business decisions. Mm -hmm. So it was 2008 cloud solutions for small business were just getting pretty good. And I decided that uh, it was something that could be tackled and, and I could take kind of my nerdy interest of accounting and kind of pair it with my enjoyment of working with small business <laughs> entrepreneurs and, and try to build a scalable nationwide business, you know, to, to do that. How old were you when you, uh, in 2008? So I was 20, uh, 25 okay. in 2008. So what, now you're what, 31, 32? Uh, no, I am now, uh, 34, 34. Good, good, good. Uh, I was going to say, I can't do the, the math that fast. So 34 years old. Did you give up anything to do this? Like, did you leave kind of a, a company that was safe and secure or did you do this right out of college? Yeah, no, I, I did. I took a, uh, I took a 70% pay cut my first year. I actually got the earned income tax credit on my tax return that year with a wife and three kids. So it was, uh, it was a pretty big leap. What were you, what were you making? What, what salary did you give up? So I was making in the, you know, seventies, uh-huh. uh, I kind of went down into the sub thirties <laughs> Do, doing what, what were you doing? What was the job? I was a CPA. So I was an accountant. Uh, okay. And so then you, okay. So you launched the business, you pay yourself in the thirties and how did, I mean, how did you kind of fund yourself those first years? Did you have you raised capital? Uh, I just, so we initially from 2008 through 2014, we were an outsourced service business, uh-huh. um, purely bootstrapped, um, did not raise any capital as myself and built it to a nice business, um, you know, doing seven figures over, over seven figures and doing okay. To really scale and grow at the kind of rate we wanted, we had to switch models and become a SaaS business. So we went from a service business to a SaaS business in, in 2015. Um, and growth kind of took off since then. We actually just closed a Series A back in May. So oh, we have taken capital, but we kind of went this strange. I'm like the oldest startup in the world. <laughs> no, why does, it, why does everyone always, everyone always says, you mean your age or just in terms of the company's life? The company's life, you know, we're eight years old and we're just close to series A. Yeah, but, but Levi, I have you know, to tell you a lot of traction up until that point, which is kind of interesting. There are some of the most, you know, I talk to a lot of entrepreneurs, some of the most successful ones are the ones that start off in an agency model or, or a service model. And mm-hmm. you're dealing with a lot of customers, which enables you to like peel back their business and see problems. And when you start recognizing a, the same problem across multiple businesses, that's where they get their software idea from. And then they build something remarkable because they have product market fit. Is that the pattern you followed? That's exactly the pattern. And like I say, I could have, if I would have raised money and tried at it in 2008 or 2009, it would have been an epic failure. Yeah. What I would have thought the customer needed would not have fit the mark. Now there's zero doubt. Yep. So what, exactly what the customer needs and how to execute on it and all of that. What was your series A? How much did you raise? Uh, 4.2 million. And, and walk us through how you got there. Why 4.2 million? Um, we have a, it was to audit, to to build the automation we needed to develop, our developer team needed to grow substantially. Um, and then we also, our sales has kind of been a mix of this sort of quasi outside sales, inside sales combination. That's actually been very effective, Uh but we really needed to scale an inside sales team. Wait, tell Uh, us about that. How did that, why was that combination effective? How did it work? Uh, we, just being practical and not having money to blow on acquisition cost, we found out what was effective. So we try to get in front of a lot of potential customers in one place. 
and actually taking the flight and going there and paying for the travel made sense if you got enough value out of it. So it never makes sense for, we serve small business exclusively. It never makes sense to fly around the country for a customer, but for a group of customers, it makes a ton of sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were found that that model actually worked really well. Then following that up with the inside sale actually converted really well. Um, So Anyway, that's that's kind of the the model that's worked okay for us. So I want to talk more about that kind of unit economics of each customer because that sounds like that drives whether it's kind of inside or you're flying or whatnot. Uh, but first, so you raised the four point two million early this year, twenty fifteen. You did two point two two million, right? Mm-hmm. So what were you able in terms of valuation? What were you able to negotiate? Yeah, I keep that private, uh, but we we got a good deal being that we had a lot of traction going yeah. up to that. I'm going to throw out a range and you can confirm or deny. It, is it fair to say, you, you know, you're raising 4.2 million. So your value is somewhere, you know, 25 to 45 million, somewhere in that range. Uh, it's, it's in that ballpark. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Let's talk about unit economics because this ties back to your inside sales team, things like that. So you have to make decisions about what a customer might be worth to you to make decisions about how much time you invest in potentially closing them. So in 2015, on that 2.2 million revenue, how many total customers were you serving? So total customers was probably just under 200 at the time. Okay. About 200. Okay. So you must have a pretty high kind of average uh, uh, ARPU per customer. Is that accurate? Yeah, it's around 13,000 right now. Annually or annual annual basis. Okay, got it. It sounds like you're like aggressively typing your accounting person going, what's the ARPU? What's the ARPU? <laughs> Being that I'm a CPA, these numbers actually are, uh, I enjoy that about your show is that you always drilling on the numbers. Back of your head. Those are kind of right at the back of my head. That's awesome. <laughs> so your average customer is paying you about a grand per month. Uh, they're signing, are they paying annual contracts? Or are you getting that cash up front? Month to month, nothing up front. Okay, great. Okay, so, so, so there is a cash gap, but maybe that's one of the reasons you raised. Absolutely. That's yeah. exactly why we raised. It's a great, great point. Yeah. Okay, so ARPU is about 13 grand per month. Tell me about, uh, acquisition costs. So what are you willing to spend to acquire that customer? Yeah. So that's a, that's a moving target. I, and again, it's uh, being that we kind of came from this hyper bootstrapped mode. Uh, it was really effective, like unbelievably effective, but to truly scale that and grow at the kind of rates that we're, that we're going to be, is going to go up a lot. So I don't really yeah. have a great sense on that. We just, historically, we what is it? building that team out. Historically, it's been really, really low, a couple thousand. To call it maybe 3,000, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, pricey. And what is the, how many years does the average customer stay with you? So our churn is actually net negative and it's on a, but on an actual unit basis, it's less than 1%, significantly less than 1%. So most customers have not left. So let's, br- let's break this down for a second because it is a running theme with some more sophisticated SaaS founders I have on. You're obviously in that group. When you say net negative churn, you're speaking about revenue churn. Uh, help us understand what that means. What are you upselling to your sure. current customer base? So we're base? upselling our customer base as they grow their business grows and they use more of our services. Is there a specific value-based pricing model you're using number of seats, number of X amount sent? Typically number of locations or number of units that, they, that they have as a business. I find this fascinating. You know, uh, when I talk to SaaS entrepreneurs, you know, especially ones that get to net negative revenue, the game is always like, it's almost like they create a pricing axes that are, that's, and all the axes are value-based. So one for you is locations, right? If you pass mm-hmm. 10 locations, you're paying this price. But a lot of these entrepreneurs, like especially the public ones like HubSpot, they'll create additional value-based pricing axes. So like number of seats, number of team members, number of dedicated IP addresses, so that if you cross the threshold on any of those value-based metrics, you're immediately put into a higher kind of tiered price sure. plan. Do you sure. have that same kind of model? There are other value-based... It's not that flushed out yet. That's, okay. I, I love that model. And you know we're always kind of... As we scale, to me, until you get to a level of scale, some of that stuff... Doesn't uh, matter. Keep it simple until we get somewhere and yep. then and then add that kind of in as it comes. But definitely have our eyes out on that stuff. That's all great. The time. 
So what is your tell me about tell me about gross monthly customer churn? What is that? So it's far less than 1%. Again, okay. I can count on two hands the customers I've lost in the last 18 months. Got it. Yeah, especially with 200 customers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so less than 1% uh, monthly net negative revenue churn. Uh, great. And then what about... Uh, so give us a sense of run rate up to date. What is, what is this month? What is it? Uh, September? Is it September yeah, 2016? Yeah, 280. Okay, so you're, you'll do about 280 this month. So you're doing what? You're on track to do what? 3.54 million this year, something like that? No, we'll, we'll try to hit three this year. Three. Okay. Uh, it kind of as it ramped up, it's, Got it. you know, we're, we're kicking at a pretty good monthly pace right now, but had to get there. So what is it? Oh, six, 10, 11, 15% month over month MRR growth. What is it? Yeah, it's, 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 it's close to 10. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of always what I'm targeting. I think we're just slightly below that. That's great. Year. I mean, for a company that has, you know, it's easy to go from one customer to two customers and call it hundred percent growth. But for, for, for the size you guys already have to do that, that's incredible. And it's like, how and that's long- why I get back to why we raise money, both the fact that we're net cash negative for a period of time, as well as to keep up what I want to be that 10% month over month, which was easy going from half a million to up to the next notch. It's, it's a whole lot harder now. So yeah. had to build out the sales infrastructure to really scale. So when you raise the, for, who'd you raise the capital from? Who was your lead? Uh, tech operators are actually based out of Atlanta. Oh, so interesting. This is a Southeast deal. Are you in Atlanta? I'm actually in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, very good. So here's a question. I'm sure, cause I'm sure you got this when you raised capital, they're probably asking, Hey, you're going to raise this money. You know, you're obviously going to spend it to acquire customers. What are you willing to spend per customer? You're, you obviously have great right now, three grand for a $13,000 kind of annual deal. Mm-hmm. What, how much are you willing to spend? Do you know how many, how, how much customers are worth to you over their entire life? Yeah, lifetime's around forty-five to fifty thousand. Got it. Um, I'd like to keep it at a at a one-year ACV yep. max, in, as far as spend, just because personally, it just feels kind of ridiculous it's to spend a, more than that. Top tribe ACV goes over a- that for a minute. That's fine. But ACV is annual contract value, just so so folks understand. So so Levi, say that one more time. You're willing to spend about one. So if I, yeah, if my ACV is thirteen thousand, if that's how much I'm going to bill a customer their first year, I kind of like to keep my acquisition costs at or below that. Yep, and that means you're just basically managing that cash gap of a year, right? So exactly, and there's a margin in there, so the cash gap makes, and that's that's short term. You know, I'd like it to be better than that, and the in the further distant future Mm -hmm. but in growth mode i'm okay with that yep and what's your team size uh we have uh right around 30 people okay right around 30 people interesting so what is your i'm I'm gonna do the financial numbers the people side is uh other people here have a better handle (laughs) say that again oh yeah yeah the hr stuff the numbers being the accountant the people side is uh i got other people that yeah specifics on that but it's around 30 okay as the so i'm gonna assume i'm gonna is it fair to assume headcount costs i'm gonna assume an average salary of maybe 100k maybe that's a little aggressive for south carolina but 100k so you're paying about what 300 grand per month just in headcount costs yeah a little, a little less than that okay is that your biggest expense oh by yeah okay and, and so you brought in 280 uh last month so is it fair to say in terms of cash burn per month you're what somewhere around 50k yep Yes. That's pretty so how do you, so, so this is like, you're in such an interesting spot. I had troubles with this at my last business. Cause remember earlier in the interview, you said, uh, you, uh, you were very, very, uh, kind of efficient in terms of understanding how much money to spend per customer before <laughs> you raised. Now you've raised, how do you make sure you keep that kind of tenacity uh, and productivity there when it's very easy for people to say, yeah, let's just spend more money to solve the problem. Sure. But what I think a, it's going to be really hard. And I think it'll slip a little bit, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. with that said, being that we have these benchmarks from before and I can hire this scaled up team and they can 
go after things, but I can say, look at how we used to do it and the results we were able to deliver on a unit economic basis, on a per individual salesperson basis. We have this kind of benchmark that will drive us to be really good. Um, With that said, I'm sure as you scale, the efficiency goes down. I like to say right now, we're kind of not going after low hanging fruit. We're trying to pick it up off the ground before it rots. You know, as we move up to going for low hanging fruit and the higher hanging fruit, as far as acquisition, it's obviously a little trickier. We're pretty targeted being that we're relatively small still. Got it. Uh, last question here before we get into my uh, the rapid fire round here. Intuit CEO calls you up, says, Levi, we want to buy the business for 45 million bucks. Do you sell? Uh, so that's a great question. I, I Come on, Levi. Picture. No, I'm with you. But small businesses need <laughs> help in, uh, in doing this. It's, there's a lot of tools that they can use, but they, there's not many solutions that actually do things for them. If a partner like that can help us actually achieve where we're going and not just snuff us out, I'm not opposed to that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's whether it's IPO, whether it's acquisition, whether it's running it privately for, you know, like a long, long time. I'm not ruling out or in any of those options. It's all about truly getting to scale at some point and yep. accomplishing what we're out to do. Makes great sense. Levi, if people want to follow you as you build, go on this journey, where's the best place for them to connect with you online? So they can follow me at, at Levi Moore, L-E-V-I-M-O-R-E on Twitter. Um, we've also got Ceteris, the company at Ceteris, C-E-T-E-R-U-S. And, uh, or our blog, blog.ceteris.com. All right, guys, very quickly, many of you heard I acquired Send Later at nathanlatka.com forward slash send later. And here's the thing. I don't want to hire a big team. I'm a business guy, though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Toptal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Toptal, you can start working with them the next day. Now, for my people, Toptal's offering a no-risk trial period that you can get at nathanlatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co-founder. Go to nathanlatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now. Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, and you came out of nowhere. Your website's growing so fast. How'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator. I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator. And the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin. And guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them. You guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can see Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. And Top Tribe, we will link to all of those in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 421. Again, forward slash the top 421. All right, Levy, it's time for the rapid fire round called the Famous Five. You ready? I'm ready. Number one, favorite business book. Uh, zero to one by Peter Thiel. Peter Thiel is a good one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? I love studying CEOs. Um, I probably each month am studying somebody. Right now, I happen to be uh, Jeff Bezos with Amazon. Yep. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like HostGator? 
we use all kinds of online tools and, and I love a lot of them, but honestly, the Google apps suite or, you know, Google apps for business has, has been hard to beat. So my email, my calendar, um, the Google docs functionality all tied together is just something I'm in constantly and really yeah. have to figure out how to optimize. And your situation, right? You said you're 34 married, three kids, right? Actually five boys now. Oh was my. Three when I started the company, Gosh. so I'm, I'm kind of crazy. Unbelievable. So here, <laughs> yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Absolutely not. I couldn't be running a business <laughs> and doing that. So how, how young is the youngest? Uh, youngest is, is four now. And oldest? Oldest is 14. That's crazy. All right. So last question, Levi, take us back 14 glorious years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? I wish I had told myself to work smart and hard. Um, I don't want to give up working hard. I worked really, really hard for, you know, a long, long time, but I gave up a lot of other pieces of my life in doing that. And, and I, I think you have to give up some degree of that, but also being smart and understanding work on the high value, a little bit more of the 80, 20 principle, I guess, if you would, where you're going to have to really grind it, I think to, to be successful. Um, but at the same time, you know, think about the things you are actually pouring all that effort into and be a little efficient, more efficient with it. Top tribe. There you have it from Levi, one of the SaaS powerhouses in South Carolina, 200 paying customers, 4.2 million raised here in 2016 to 2.2 million in 2015 with annual contract values of 13 grand to 280 grand in MRR in September here. We'll do in September here of 2016 with less than 1% gross monthly customer churn. Levi, thank you for taking us to the top. Hey, thank you. If you enjoyed Levi today, go back and listen to Jordan yesterday. They went from 70,000 in 2015 revenue to 100,000 in 2016 with an info product for writers with Jordan Hales. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars, and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right, when you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money, HostGator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's HostGator.com forward slash Nathan.